I'm over here now. Pardon the interruption, no need for introduction. It's the drunken monk. Turn this shit up a little, son. My bucket up in smoke, sipping Bacardi till I'm giving my car keys to Jimmy Ferrari. And we out, about to go jump in a mosh pit full of hundreds of hot chicks saying something obnoxious like, I gotta put my foot in your ass permit. When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn blast furnace. Are we, are we live? We're not live, but we're recording. Perfect. My um, volume nine of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace isolation sessions because we're on lockdown. How how are you guys dealing with that lockdown over there? Well, first of all, everybody has to know my man Jesse Atkins, Detroit hardcore legend. Thank you for that, Jimmy. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll get into bands and all that stuff, but back to what you asking me, how are we go? Listen, man, it's a shit show, bro. It's a shit yeah. show. It's um things change every day. Like my girl, actually, my girl Nikki says hello. Um oh, tell her I said hello, what's up? Absolutely. Um, she uh she was just telling me she's like de Blasio, who's the douchebag mayor of New York, he's the worst. Anybody who eats pizza with a knife and fork, oh, what can't, can't be trusted. What, especially in New York? All no, right? man. Yeah, no, that's serious. You can Google it. Bill De, uh, De Blasio pizza knife Holy and fork. Pizza fuck. But now, like, but he's saying, um, oh, it's not gonna the 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 you know New York's not gonna reopen for like another couple of months, and now they're predicting that more virus are gonna. How are you predicting the second wave? Right. It's like, come on, man. It's there's so much shady shit. Right. And, you know, people want to say, oh, but you know, you're being insensitive about. No, listen, man. There, there's a certain point where you have to call bullshit. Right. You have to call bullshit. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I mean, we can go down a fucking wormhole with this shit, and we can go into crazy conspiracy things, which some of it isn't crazy. It's just being dismissed as crazy because it's conspiracy shit. But once man, some of this shit catches, you know, especially with the media, man, this shit catches like fire. And, uh, you know, you're now, no one's ever talking about this shit. It's uh, like the bird flu, the swine flu, all this shit. It, it's yeah. calm, and, you know what I mean? Dude, they were saying it was um, Woodstock in 1969. At the same time that Woodstock was going on, it was like the Japanese flu or some shit. Hong Kong flu was going on, and like 100,000 people died. Motherfuckers were naked eating the brown acid (laughs) at Woodstock without a kid in the world. Chilling. Chilling in the mud. Right. I'm not scared of them. (laughs) Man. Wild, yeah. bro. Yeah. How is it over there? I mean, where are, are you? Are Same. you in Detroit? Well, I'm right outside of Detroit. I live in a little suburb, like maybe five miles from Detroit. You know what I mean, we're right there. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's the same way here, man. Everything is fucking crazy. People are running yeah. around crazy. You get, you get fighting over fucking paper towel, toilet paper, stupid shit. You know what yeah, I mean? You're waiting online at the fucking drugstore for shit. Right. You're waiting- outside the supermarket everybody right. took a jerk off with their mask and dishwashing gloves on right right <laughs> same way here man everybody yeah. freaking out just 
just gotta be smart. You know, wash your hands. Don't cough on people. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> some basic shit. And I think you'll be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, without a doubt. It's just crazy how as soon as the government says one thing, everyone just follows and just follows. Oh, it's yeah. like it's sheep. It's like the sheep to the herd, bro. You know what I mean? Bro, if bro, if the, if the fucking I mean, look at them red light, green light. I mean, what do you think that shit is, right? It's ridiculous, bro. If if anybody from the CDC or anybody says that you you should walk around with a dildo on your nose, they do it they because do it. because it 100%. will make you safe. People will be walking around with dicks on their faces. Whatever's trendy, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. So, how, how is Nikki doing? How's she been? Everyone's good, man. She's Everyone's not working. Good. She's not working because in her, you know, she's in the fitness industry. Yeah. So they got hit hard. But she does like her Zoom things, and she she jumps around the living room to a whole bunch of people online. I always, I always see her rocking that Coda's life hat, man. That awesome. always. Yeah. Oh, she always like her favorite hat. I remember this is hardcore we played and she was there on the mm -hmm. side of the stage and mm -hmm. she always was just so cool, you know. Didn't really get to talk to her a lot, but just the few minutes I did, you know, she was yeah. really nice. Well, the, well, the festival, it's, I say that all the time, like before a festival happens, like, oh, you know, we'll hang out, we'll hang out. You don't really get a chance to. You don't, yeah. So, you don't. So much it sounds good in theory, on. but there's always so much going on. This person's in a band, this one has to set up. This, it's just so much commotion. Right. But, yeah, man. It's all good, man. So, I love that stuff you do with the movies. Um, when you, you like, how you showed us in, in uh, Brooklyn, how you take the photography and you line it up uh, with where it was at. That shit yeah. is so awesome. But you can yeah, that's, around that. Yeah, well, that's, that's, um, you. I'm sure there's a million things around you that you're not even really aware of. I For mean, sure I'm not. I mean, I got to give a shout out to Danny Boy, the House of Pain, because oh he's the one. Because Another legend. Yeah, well, well, that's his whole thing. Like, it's crazy. It sounds stupid, but I became, like, really good friends with him over the last couple of years, and that's his thing. It's called the Delta Bravo Urban Exploration Team. Danny Boy, DV, Delta Bravo. So yeah. it, it really comes from him because he started, well, he was on tour. I've told this before, but I don't know if you know, but who cares? Um, he was on tour, and they had, like, a couple-of-day layover in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And... He was bored. Like, what the fuck do they do around here? And then he realized, oh, shit, The Outsiders was filmed here. So, so he went and he found The Outsiders' house. And long story short, he bought it. He owns it. And look at this. Look at this. You read that? Outsider. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he bought the house and he created The Outsiders' house museum. Nice. He wow. he. Bro, he redid the whole thing. It's the, it's the biggest collection of outsider stuff anywhere. There's like, like C. Thomas Howell's been there. Ralph Macchio has been there. They, there's like screen worn, like movie worn stuff inside. Like, you know, I always wonder what they do with that shit. Like the props of like all the movies I love, man. Like just with The Exorcist, like we were saying. I yeah. can't imagine get a hold of some of the, you know, the oh, props dude. used in that movie. Like her, her yeah. nightgown or... Some of the Something. pictures, the pictures yeah. in that movie are fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think he indirectly, like people were flipping. He took a picture without even buying the house yet. There was like a for sale sign, and then there was um a low income housing housing development moving through that area, and that the outsider's house was on the list to be destroyed. Right. So he's like, oh. "Nah, fuck that." So right. he. 
you know, so he got in contact with the landlord and it was a whole big process, but he took a picture outside the house and people were starting to go crazy over it. And then, I don't know, something clicked and he was just, and then it just started this urban exploration thing. Like, let's let's go try to find, you know, either, like I do like a lot of true crime stuff. Like I was at Richard Kuklinski's house the other day, the ice man. Yeah. So yeah, I went to his house and I mean, I, it's, I mean, this is airing later on, but, but tomorrow we're on podcast time, but tomorrow at 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm dropping an episode that I did with a guy named Dominic Polifrone. He's the guy who he infiltrated all five mafia families. And he's the guy who went, he, he went undercover and brought down Kuklinski. What? I had a thing like this with him the other day. It was wow, fucking man. crazy. And it was all because I went to his house, to Kuklinski's house, and I posted it. And then people started going, holy shit, what the fuck? And I just Googled his name. Right. I found his name. He has a Facebook page. I added him as what? a friend. <laughs> I sent him a fucking message like, yo, but you want to be on the podcast? And he's like, absolutely, my Italian brother. I'm like, what? Nice. Just like that. I just drew it out there. Crazy. Wow. That is so, fucking wild. So it's like, you know, it's it's cool to find like, you know, I did like Goodfellas. I did The Exorcist Steps. I did a bunch of things at The Exorcist. I mean, a lot of from Son of Sam, like, all, I, you know, whatever, whatever is around. Like, another great movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I park my truck a lot of the time at the place where, um, what's his name, where David Berkowitz committed his last murder. I park my truck there all the time. Nikki will ask me, so where'd you park the car? I'll tell us. Oh, son of Sam. And she'll know exactly where I park. What the fuck, man? Yeah, dude. People always say in New York, too, you guys have, like, you know, they say, you know, Rob De Niro's from New York. That, um, you know, sometimes you catch him just chilling, you know, hanging out in New York. You ever ever see him? Not De Niro, no. No, No, it was weird. I bumped into, like, I've seen a few. I I saw Jay-Z, like, like. For a little while, he gave me a pound. This was like ten years ago. That was weird, right? right? That was weird. Um, right. I literally bumped into Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Holy but fuck! They, they, I was like, this was a while back. I was down in right. Chinatown. I was in Chinatown, and it's just like mass amount of people. Beautiful day, like rush hour, and I'm like bobbing and weaving through people, and some dude just literally smashed into my chest. I looked down. He looked up at me because he's a little dude. And I looked at him like, Mike D. He's like, right. Dude. I'm like, yo, what's up, pal? And I kept <laughs> it going. I was like, what are the chances of that? Like, yeah, weird shit. But as far as, yeah, like, I don't, I mean, I probably pass by a million people, just don't even really notice. I just keep yeah. moving. You guys are so, so big, you know? Wow. That's yeah. Hard, man. Hell yeah. yeah. It's weird, weird things. But I'm sure around you, like, I'm sure there's a lot of spots in Detroit where shit was, I mean, obviously you have the whole Eminem thing. You could do eight mile. I'm sure that there's a lot I of I literally history. was on eight mile yesterday. You know, it's weird. Like people from Detroit really don't, you know, I mean, obviously we know Eminem from eight mile and all that, but it's like when you're on eight mile, you ain't really thinking about Eminem in a way. You know what I mean? It's just, no, there's like there's seven mile, eight mile, nine mile, you know, it's just another yeah. mile. Seven miles where it's at, G. That, is it? That's what you want to be on seven mile, bro. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> you Eight don't want it. Of all right. Seven mile. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that that's like here, too. It's like people like, like touristy shit. Like, dude, I haven't been to the Statue of Liberty since I was like six on a school trip. Like, right. 
You know, I pay. I walk past the Empire State Building constantly. I, it's like I, I walk through a Grand nice Deal, right? Now, I walk through Grand Central every single day. I'm at work, and there's ninety thousand people taking pictures. <laughs> I just walk. Right. It, it's wow. nothing. Yeah, That's fucking wild, man. Yeah, man. It's just like everyday life. So it's you know. Yeah, but I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's a million places around you where you can find spots and. Oh yeah, there's gotta yeah. be. Yeah, well, Motown really. So yeah, history. we got Motown itself. You know what I mean? Just oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, a lot of history there in Detroit. You know what I mean? With with music, I like New York. You know what I mean? Yeah, of well, you should. Oh, you should find a few spots, take some pictures, send them over, and I'll mash them together. I will try. I do not know how to work that camera like you do. You do it like fucking genius. Yeah, you know I take. I take a lot of pictures and you know different angles, and and I upload them all, and and then I. You know, I have to mess with them and stuff, you know. Did you so. go to the exorcist's house? Or yeah. I went there, we were yeah. playing there that night, and uh, I got to go to the steps and everything. Did you just go to do that, or were you just in town? We went to, it was called the All-Star Comic Con, because Danny Boy was going to be there. So I was like, oh, let's go and hang out with Danny. He was, he was there to promote the outsider's house. And to a mutual friend who put the whole Comic-Con on. And we looked around. It's like, all right, it was me, Nikki, and my daughter. I'm like, all right, well, what else is around there? So we're like, the exit steps are 20 minutes away. This is 20 minutes away. So right. I'm like, yo, there, of course, we're going to go to the exit's house. So we went to the steps. I did the whole thing with the pictures of the house, the steps. And then we also went past the church. Remember when when uh, Ellen Burson is walking and then she looks and she looks down the whole yep. Like the, right down and yeah. and she sees um father Kara's down there and she just keeps it moving i did that shot but there's a few other shots inside the church that i want to get to like i have a whole folder in my yeah. phone of spots spots i need to hit bro when we were there i stayed at those steps for like five hours i won't leave bro <laughs> i was like climbing up on the fence looking in the house like looking you know yeah uh Probably weirding out, you know, whoever owns the house or whatever. Yeah, we ran the steps, of course, like idiots. I see, I ran up those steps, but I will never run up the rocky steps because that's too jerk off. Like, yeah, I've been to the rocky steps, but ain't but ain't nothing like the exorcist steps. You know what I mean? No, no, fuck, man. We go way back. They haven't changed. They're the same. Yeah, and they're fucking like vertical. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they're steep fucking steps, bro. So that stunt man who went down those steps in that movie. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> they lined the steps with rubber, is what they you, did. Well, you could see it when you watch yeah. them. If you look close, you can see oh, yeah. it's thin. It's not it's even still, thick. Oh, it's still going to hurt. Right. And yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Uh, but, but come on, man. You, who are you talking to? I know all about this movie, bro. I know. Bro. The, bro. Movie. Listen, when I was, listen, I messaged Linda Blair about fucking a year ago, right? My sister runs a big-ass fucking sanctuary for animals and stuff. And Linda Blair is huge into that. And yep. uh, I messaged her a year ago about my sister's thing and everything. I think she he just said, oh, that's cool, whatever. Blah, blah. I, I almost died that she responded, you know. But uh, it ain't ever like how it is when you watch him as the character anyway. You know what I mean? It, Did you ever meet her? I've never met her, no. I don't, I don't really want to because I feel like, you know, it's not going to I, I want to meet Reagan McNeil, not right. Linda you, don't, Blair. You, don't, you don't want to meet her. I'll tell you why. I go to horror conventions Me and Nikki and my daughter go to horror conventions all the time. 
Yeah. She was at three different conventions that I went to. Yeah. I tried to give her my money three times. I refused. Mm. Really? She's nasty. Like I'm not too nice, huh? She's and and you know what's fucked up is that she's the only one off the top of my head that's not cool. Everyone I met is fucking cool. You know, I think happened a lot to these people is is their egos. You know, I think being especially when they're child actors and stuff, growing up now rich and all that, and and knowing how great that movie is, I think sometimes these people develop these egos that they're larger than, and that's where the mistakes always even in music. This is where the mistakes happen. Cannot yeah. be like you. The more humble you are, the more heart you have, the more right. integrity, the more loyalty. To me, the heart is what matters right. the most. It means more than any of the other shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like also, it's like listen. Yeah, it's like iconic, and I almost want because I've mentioned it before. I have, I have albums, photo albums with eight by tens from from horror. Everybody you could think of worth yeah. thousands of dollars, thousands uh, of dollars. In these books. Yeah. And I want to have her thing. You know, I want to, you know, because she's an icon of horror and all that. I grew up, sure. it was the first, you know, but I can't. I can't. Right. She's just that. And she's like, it's like, all right, listen, you were famous for a while when you were 12 years old. Relax yourself. The only thing you ever did that was great was the exorcism. Right. That's it. You I mean, have a witchery was okay, but you know what I mean? Right. But dude, she has a line out the door. Every day that she's at a convention, she gets right. flown in by the convention. She gets everything. She's making money hand over fist. And if you're an actress, at least pretend like you want to be there. Right. Don't skip right. your teeth and rub your eyes at people. Yeah. Nah. See, that's horrible. See, that's horrible. It's yeah. that. That's why I don't want to meet her because it, it's horrible to meet somebody that you have that much love. But I, you realize that I really love the character Reagan McNeil. It's really not even Linda Blair. It's more. William Peter Blake, it's more the writer, it's more Billy Friedman, yeah. it's more the director. These yes. are the people who I want to meet because they they made Linda Blair. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. Um, so to me, the more important part would be meeting the writer, the director, uh, right. that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you feel well, about The Exorcist Part 3? I thought it was, I thought it was great, but you can't compare. It's great. No, no, but it's it's supposed to be the sequel, really. Right. Oh, without that. Part, yeah. 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 Well, I have a, it's funny going back to, going back to Danny boy. I met a guy, his name is Nako. He was, he was actually a guy on the podcast. So I became friendly with him and um, he's out in Cali yeah. and he's a cop. Okay. But he told me, he's like, if you come out here to LA, he's in, like he knows he's been in the presence of and has spoken to face to face and has a really good in with Billy Freakin. Listen, where are we going? So he told you. me, he's like, he's like, if you come out here, we could make that happen. So that would be crazy. 100, I'm with you. I'll buy, our, I'll buy our airfare tickets. I'll buy the tickets. Sick, right? Done. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. It's, yeah, it. it's, yeah, fucking crazy. So once this whole thing fucking dies down, then maybe I'll yes. have to stop plans. He's such an underrated yeah. director, bro. Like oh he's made God. really good movies. Besides the actress, the French Connection, he made the, <laughs> the hundred connection. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he does them in a way that I mean it's just pure art. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's what these horror movies now, just with all the CGI and all the bullshit, like they no. don't make movies like that no more. You know what I mean? No way. I got nope. introduced to that shit like 
rough, man. Like, so my mom, you know, was heavy, heavy drug user, like heavy PCP, heroin, angel dust. And I was like five years old, bro. And she's watching The Exorcist in her bedroom, stoned on PCP. She's laughing at the movie, right? I'm fucking terrified. I'm watching this movie, little boy. I remember it. I remember the first time I seen it, too. She locks me in this room, bro. Oh, my God. And the TV's up on this big-ass dresser where I can't turn it off, you know? And to her, it was funny, you know what I mean? And it fucking, it fucked with me bad, you know? And uh, But it became like an obsession with The Exorcist, you know what I mean? Like, I, I probably seen The Exorcist. I mean, I watched it probably three, four times a week for the last 30 years, Jimmy. Really? That level, yes, like. Yeah, that movie is like family to me. You know what I mean? Because I had nobody, I always had The Exorcist. You know what I mean? So you watch it three to four times a week, easily, easily. Because you I got every, I got every copy. I got Blu-ray, DVD. I got, the best way to watch it, really though, when you watch Blu-ray, it's not good because you see so much of the makeup and you can tell. The best way to watch that is on VHS, yep. on shitty TV. Yeah, and it's more grimy. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Oh yeah, man, I'm, I'm huge into that shit. You know, that's like that, that movie means more to me than just a movie. Just like music, like Coda's sure. life. Coda's life to me means more than just another band. You know what I mean? Oh, some, absolutely. Some bands, you know what I mean? Like, don't move you. You know what I mean? I I need to be moved. Sure. That's the second part. When I was a kid, that was the only thing was there for me. Coda's life. You know, growing up with them dudes, uh, mostly goop. Um, you know, that music lyrically and musically has that rhythm of pain to it that, um, it's unmatched. You know what yeah. I mean? Like some people, you know, I've never heard a harder band in my life. Coldest Light. Now, I'm not talking shit about another band. Like, I love Biohazard, Madball, you know, Nasty Front, Chromex, oh, everybody. Of Big course. shout out to those New York bands. What I got to think of it all. I got to think of it all tattooed on my fucking head. Yeah, I think they're the tightest band of all time. But yeah. with Coda's life, when I was young and dealing with what I was dealing with at home, and then getting that record, Borderland Hard, I'm a real life crack baby. You know what I mean? And seeing that crack baby, that image, and and just what's inside there musically and lyrically, that is, I mean, it's my favorite album of all time. Uh, the hardest album of all time. It's the hard. It's the hardest record ever. The hardest of the hardest, and people, you know, misplaced that hardest is to me. It's more empathy. It's more heart. It's it's the hardest because of how hard it was. You know, not because these kids nowadays it's more like tough guys shit bullshit. You know, it's real to me. It's not. Yeah, that we're a party band. We're gonna beat you up. Like man, that shit's weak, man. You know what I mean? Like. I want to know what you got in your heart. You know what I mean? I want to know how you feel for real. And that's just how we felt or how they felt and how that shit is in Detroit, you know? Yeah. If you're really a fucking stockbroker, sing about that so I can believe you. Right. You talk about all this shit, you know, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to beat you. But man, that shit's been done. And it's, you know, how many times you take that around the track? You know what I mean? Exactly. I want music from your heart. Yeah. Cold as life ain't no band ever done that better. You know, right. like I always compared Coda's life to like Johnny Cash. Like Elvis, you know, could shake his ass and was a performer, but you heard Johnny Cash. You know what I mean? Sure. So, 
the same way Coda's life, you know? I mean, not the prettiest, not, you know? No. You, you're alive when we play. When they would play, or, and, you know, when Coda's life plays, you are alive. You are watching. You know I mean, you're going to leave feeling a certain kind of way. You know what I mean? And yeah. See, it's like, it's like it, it, they say, I mean, and it's true, like the time frame where, like, Victim in Pain kind of came out. It, yeah. captu- it captured the feel and the heart and just the whole essence of New York City at the time. Right. I'm saying so. Right. Me, I've never been to Detroit. I've been to Lansing, what? Michigan. I've never been. How do you get to Lansing without going to Detroit? I was on. A, I was on a job years ago when I worked on planes. Oh, I was okay. Lansing or some shit, and we flew okay. into there. I was there, and then we left. But um, so I'm guessing, like like I said, I was never in Detroit, and I and all I do is hear things about Detroit and the hardest stuff. city on earth. That's what I hear, and and I and I and I'm not I, and that's just how it is. And and I remember like when we went uh, to Europe last, you know, two three years ago, we were in Paris, might have been France. There was some big shit going on, some big you know political thing, and um, our tour manager was telling us to be careful and be calm. The streets were getting wild, and to us it was like, man, this is vacation. Like we're from Detroit, bro. Yeah, like, a war zone. You know what I mean? Sure. Only other city I ever put on the same level as us is you. It's New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're from Detroit, New York, you know what I mean? You go anywhere in the world and not, I mean, you know what I mean? I've, oh, yeah. I've seen it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, on, I was on vacation in Paris, bro. You know what I mean? Sure. I wasn't yeah. worried about shit. Yeah. Why would you be? You walk around like right. your own place. Yeah. It's right. all, yeah. Without that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think we had this conversation when, when you played in New York. Little from the world, favorite oh, Colton Five song. Oh shit, yeah. Favorite Colton. You know, it's one of my favorite as well, man. Um, oh. Lyrically, right? I mean, oh, bro, like God. they just don't. Nobody does it like that no more, man. And no. being that young kid and living with the situation I was in, and, and hearing those, and knowing, you know, this is coming. You know, little from the world, man, is. Bro, I mean, I, did it give birth the fucking beatdown? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you know no. what I mean. Tired but, of swimming this river of life somewhere the waters turn to ice, bro. It's fucking retarded, bro. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> it's crazy. Um, my favorite lyric in that song would be the you know uh, my face is cut. miracle of life, relief in death, yeah. which is so true. You know, what I mean, yeah. sometimes death is just a relief. You know what I mean. And uh, I mean, all the all those songs on that record are just and it, it, the the way that record flows from beginning to end is you just some some bands you just listen to you know song number three four eight whatever no. you put Bornland Hard on you're you put it on motherfucker the whole way through like yeah. Age of Coral Built to Last you know yeah. uh, set it off like some records you put on and I'm just like play that whole motherfucking thing bro I can't you know what I mean. You can't listen to a little from the world and not listen to all alone. You know what I mean? Next. So, <laughs> just, you know, I love yeah. it. I always love Coda's life. I wish to God things were different. You know, I wish, I wish we were still running. Um, yeah. you know, but I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people do. And you, you five guys on the same, you know what I mean? 
And yeah. Do you know what band I think do, they don't get their due and they're another fucking hard band is Hate Incorporated, bro. Hate Hayden's Inc. Great. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. The Fraternal Order of Felons. First of all, that's right. one of the hardest names of a record <laughs> ever. Yeah. That and record, it's, no, it's no bullshit. Them dudes are all fucking OGs. You know I what I mean? I know. <laughs> right. Peace right. that maniac. But it's like yeah. that fucking record is just a trash bag of filth, bro. It's yeah. fucking so grimy. Right. And, and uh, you know, it's it kind of reminds you of Coda's life. You know, a lot of the dudes were from Coda's life. Of course. And Roy, you know, his his drumming is, you know, unbelievable. Yeah. I remember he was telling us a story about when he recorded with Hayden Inc. And be, prior to recording, he would wear his ankle weights and just build up his leg strength and, you know, just, you know, just awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Phenomenal drummer. But yeah, Hayden Inc., man, same way. Love Hayden Inc. Ah, oh, love that fucking band. Even their latest one, Clockwork Misery, was fucking right. great. And all that life is fucking great, man. Life of pain right. is great. Right. Yeah, I, I think they, they. I think especially maybe like in New York, like some circles, of course, know who they are, but I don't yeah. think they ever got their proper due, man. No, probably not. You know I what I mean? So. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Just how it works out. You know what I mean? Yeah. My that's feel- my respect. I respect so much bands like Sick of It All, Madball, the consistency of, you know the grind of it, man. You know what I mean? Like, to keep going and going and going. And, and that's what, you know, that's what stands the test of time is, you know, the endurance you can with last. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. you know, that's why I think of all Mabla are two of my favorites of all time. You know I mean? Yeah. Just, How can they just not? their consistency of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I mean, listen, you can't sneeze at AF either. You had a little small the little... Same way. Not the front. Yeah, same way. Not from two year break from the end of '92 to like '90, like '90, beginning of '94, something like that. But that's it. Right. Right. Same Crazy. way. Yeah. Man. Thirty Go. years. You know what I mean, like, fuck. Yeah. Nowadays, it's hard to get a band to run six months. You know what I mean? And, yeah. You know, yeah, it's ridiculous, bro. Yeah. So that yeah. you would say, so I mean, you grew up. Obviously, you grew up. I mean, lack of a better word, pretty fucked up. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up in a, you know, like my dad wasn't around. Um, it's just me and my mom, my grandma, and and my mom was a bad, bad drug addict. You know what I mean? And um, so when I grew up through that shit, early on I turned to the music. You know what I mean? And that's the only thing that would get me through that kind of shit is knowing that there are other people just like me. You know, I I, I remember the first one of the first shows I seen was was Coda's Life and a band from here called Earth Mover. And yeah. Earth Mover, oh my God, bro. You know what I mean? Like, if Coda's Life is a 10, Earth Mover is, like, right there with Coda's Life from Detroit. You know what I mean? Like, sure. not many bands get talked about from Detroit besides Coda's Life, Negative Approach. But Earth Mover was fucking unbelievable. I seen them two play together. And yeah. it was just life-changing. Life-changing, bro. I was like, this, this is it. You know, and I seen... Lenny singing for Earth Mover, and I seen the passion and the integrity in him, and 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 talking from his heart. And then next, I seen Coda's life, and was Jeff G singing, and same way, it was like, wow, man, like this ain't the stupid bullshit, like the realness, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and uh, man, it just it's just not like that sometimes no more, you know what I mean? 
Right. Now it's cool just... to be in a band. You know, it's cool to be, you know, in this. And I know yeah. how to... I don't know. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jeff G, he's, I, I heard things. He's I not about. He's out. Is he already, he's already out? I have, I heard he was getting out. That's right. Oh. Okay. Awesome. You know what I mean? To me, Jeff G, you know, is the, I've met me and Jeff G have never, ever had issues. He's always been cool with me. Obviously, I haven't right. talked to him in years, you know. Right. Um, last time I seen Jeff G, Ramallah was playing. And uh, my mom died. And Jeff took me in the back in the green room and talked to me about 20 minutes, just about, you know, life. And, you know, he knew my mom died. And um, it just, you know, me and Jeff always been always been straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a fucking, you know. Hell of a musician, bro. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one dude who I would love to fucking have a conversation with. I never met the guy. Yeah. But I would love to have the opportunity just to shoot the shit with that guy for a little while. Right. It's right. The, the, voice of those, the voice of those records, bro, it's fucking crazy. Jesus. You know what I mean? And, and you know, it's funny because, like, a lot of people say that to me. Like, well, you sound so much like Jeff G, but it's like, well, dude, I was fucking 12 years, 13 years old imitating him. You know what I mean? So I'm singing all those songs my voice developed in that kind of way. You yeah, you I mean? hear it? You you're a product of what you are. You know what I mean? Out of and, doubt. Uh, yeah, his voice, fuck, man. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. You know what I mean? And, and then the lyrics man. behind it, oh. you know what I mean? Just un- the whole you know, package. The whole package, man. And seeing them live in the 90s, for me, you know, with Gook and... I mean, Gook's the, the, the greatest hardcore bass player of all time. Easily, it's not even it's not even close. You know what I mean? That's my brother, dude. And yeah. I mean, seeing them in the nineties and knowing what you know, Mike's been through a lot in his life, early life. You know, and uh, like you know, he's playing with passion, playing with heart. You know what I mean? And um, you know, everybody sees the spin kicks and all that stuff, and you know, he looks dope doing it, but. Right. He's playing with something inside him that, you know what I mean, I can relate to. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, to me, the, the greatest bass player of all time. Crazy. So now, what, is cold, Coldest Life is kind of like not doing anything right now, right? Right now, no, man. Right now, it, you know, as, as far as I, you know, we all have kind of went our ways, you know what right. I mean? Me and, me and Matt, um, we jammed together in uh, Born of Hate with with Mike Hasty and and John John from Tyrant and uh, Thomas from King of Clubs, Mike Hasty from Walls of Jericho. Of course, me yeah. and Matt have always stayed close. Um, Craig Holloway, you know, uh, he's in Texas. I know he's in a couple bands out there. I, I think he's still in Ricochet. Okay, um, my brother, you know, uh, amazing, talented, ridiculous artist. Uh, dude, his fucking art, man. Oh my god, bro. It's iconic, dude. Yeah. So the much dude's, the dude's so cool. Craig is so cool, so humble, so yeah. like uh, soft spoken, just such Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah, I met him for the first time. I only met I only met the guy once, and that was at this is hardcore a couple of years back. We were bullshit, blah blah. I was talking with his wife. We were all it was super humble, sweetheart of a guy. I remember the first time. I met Craig was I got the call to come to, you know, practice with Coda's life. And, you know, Craig, this guy named Craig, I didn't really know him. I knew, you know, he played early on in Coda's life, but I didn't know him now. And uh, 
in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, who's you can't replace Mike the Goo. You know what I mean? Like who could take those shoes? And I'm biased, and you know, I meet Craig Holloway. I'm like, fuck. If if anybody can, it has to be this is the guy. You know what I mean? Sure. uh, You know, Craig's my man. I love Craig Holloway. Yeah, hell of an artist. Hell of an artist. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know. I wish things were different, man. I wish I wish we could yeah. get past whatever the fuck that stupid shit is and just because I know the world needs Coda's life. You know what I mean? I know that I wanted nothing more than to put out a new Coda's Life album. You know, we put out that demo, the suffer demo. Yeah. EP, whatever, you know what I mean? EP. Yeah. But it was just a, you know, that was just a taste of what we were doing, man. And you know, um we took it very seriously. A lot of the writing, you know. Me and me and Matt were doing a lot of the writing day in, day out. He'd be at my house, you know, 8 a.m. Me and Matt are working, you know, day in, day out. We know that that music's got to be a certain kind of way. It's got to feel a certain kind of way. Sure. Musically, lyrically. And that's what, you know, the worst part for me is, man. You know, I really wanted a new album out. I wanted, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Stupid shit happens, and probably at the end of the day, it's probably stupid shit. Oh yeah, but I don't don't know what. It's not my business, but whatever it is, I mean, hopefully one day. I mean, it sounds so cliche. Hopefully one day things will work itself out, and maybe something will happen again. Because you guys play again, you're anywhere in the area. I'll be there. Fuck yeah, fucking awesome, Jimmy. That was awesome playing there when we came there, man. It was awesome. That was for Rap Bones' fiftieth birthday, dude. How is Rap Bones? Do you see him a lot or no? Rap Bones is everywhere. Rap Bones <laughs> is fine. Yeah, that's Rap awesome, Bones man. Is fine. Drew Stone does like this live thing over over Facebook on the New York Hardcore Chronicles page. He does like yeah. a live thing. Rap Bones is always on there and he's talking about his toys and this and that. Rap Bones yeah. is everywhere all the time. You can't get rid of that guy, even if you that's- want. That's awesome. We were there, we played, and I remember he had his little, like, you know, shop set up, he's selling his t-shirts. And, yeah. And, and TJ, the other guitar player, he buys this shirt, brand new, fucking dope. I think it was uh, Madball, maybe Marauder. Another shout-out to Jorge Rosado, Marauder. All right. Dude, you got so many legends over there, Jimmy. But, um, <laughs> I buy this fucking shirt from Rampos, fold it up, I give him 20 bucks. And it's a fucking used that it was it was a bloodshot shirt, I think. And it was you it was fucking coffee stains and all uh, it, it, uh, but it's like you loved it. It's from rat bones, you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, it was great. You know, yeah, I mean? the only box. person that could sell you something like that is rat bones. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Anybody else you'd be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. He sets up like his little rap bones, vintage toys, and like generation records when they were open, all kinds of shit. Shout yeah. out to him. And yeah, you know, he was on this thing twice. I'm like, yo, you want to just bullshit? Yeah, why not? He loves to talk about himself. Yeah, I love rap bones, man. Yeah. Oh, so another, another great, yeah. Great guy, man. Hell Funny yeah. Guy. Yeah, he tells a lot of crazy stories about being in Detroit and. There's a yep. few. There's, I mean, he he was on the he was on the podcast twice, and he tells some crazy fucking stories, bro. Another yeah. dude, another dude that's been through it. Oh yeah, bro. I I know just being at you know practice, and even when I was young, young going with Duke, I went to a few codes like practices then, and the stories and everything. Just sometimes, just like in awe, like man, like you guys, yeah. they've all been through it. You know what I mean? Oh, when you see it, 
in their eyes. You know what I mean? You can look at some dudes and know, like, man, this guy's been through it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I know that there was a project that was happening several years back that Richie from Wisdom and Change was going to try to do. The the documentary? Well, his wife, Detroit Story. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. That would have been he got, great. He got into it a little bit uh, um, into detail because they do the Post America podcast, him and Joe, the singer. Yeah. Yeah. And several, I mean, a bunch of episodes back, they got into it. And Richie was explaining how there's just like certain people you can't get in touch with. There's certain people that might not want to talk about certain things. There's certain yeah. things just don't get spoken about. So there's so many moving parts in order to get like the right story or the story at all. And there's there's so much that has to go into it. Who's dead? Who's not dead? Who's locked up? Who, you know it's what I like, mean? Uh, it's like Goodfellas, the movie or the band, right? <laughs> right. It's yeah. like, how are you going to get the right story? And it, it's, it, there's so much, but I, I'm, I'm butchering what he said. I'm just paraphrasing. No, but, I, I get it. But he, but he tells like this whole thing of why it kind of stalled out. And I'm sure that he would love to fucking, I would love to a proper cold as life documentary. It would have been amazing if that would have got, you know, when, when we were running, we talked about it and just like, you know, starting with like the Ron era to the Jeff era and then to my era, I have it kind of like a, a trilogy thing. And uh, but, you know, we we're it never got worked out. You know what I mean? And um, and now yeah. there, there, there might be some people watching, watching this when I put it out and listening because I'm going to put it out audio as well. But a lot of people might not know like the history of Colder's life. And you just mentioned the Ron era and there was a guy named Ron Beauty. Yes. And I'll let you tell the story because I find it well, some, like, batch. you know, like some stuff I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like I came up well, the stuff, with Jeff the stuff G. That's pretty much the stuff well, that's pretty much out there. You know, it's stuff like folklore. Yeah. You know, everybody from Detroit, you know, that knows Coda's life and all that, knows about Ron and knows about, you know, his presence and he was a force. And, and, um, e- even lyrically, like when we play like the stuff Ron did, like Ron was a lot like ahead of his time. You know, he died young. He was murdered young when he died. And how old was he? Was he? Talking, I want to say he was 20 in his 22. I, I don't know for sure. 21, okay. 22, somewhere in there. And um, lyrically, just ahead of his time, you know what I mean? The stuff he was talking about, you know, is, is it was un- insane, you know what I mean? Um, but it, for me, I grew up under the Jeff G era. In the right. early 90s, middle 90s, that's when I was young. And, you right. know, I grabbed... Well, that's when I first heard of that, too. When I first heard Cold as Life, I heard Born to Land Hard, and that's Jeff right. G. Exactly. That was the first stuff I heard was uh, that, you know, Born Land Hard, Declination... Yeah, and then seeing him play all the time in Detroit was with Jeff and Gook and them guys, and uh, you know, I didn't really hear the Ron stuff till later on after I got real invested in like, okay, you know, what's what's the history like, and you know, right. But uh, nobody would know those stories more than Jeff and, and Roy, you know, right. and Craig Craig Holland. Craig was you know original bass player, right. one of them. One of them. A lot so of bottom line in this band, you know, what I mean, a lot of lot of people have been in and out on those strings and you know yeah but uh you know you need if you had jeff roy and, and mike you know these guys would know sure. way more you know what i mean right 
Well, bottom yeah, I, line, I mean, basically, basically, Ron was shot while he was sleeping, and the killer is was never caught. Basically, basically, right. yeah, which is fucking batshit. And, and they yeah, know I mean, who did. And he's known, like his name and everything is out there. Like they know exactly who did it. Right. And he's still but, never been caught. Exactly. It's just crazy. You know what I mean? Shit. But, uh, um, and that's what gives so much, you know, infamous to Coda's life. It's just that, yeah. that, that of it all. You know what I mean? Like yeah. most bands don't yeah. deal with the kind of history that Coda's life had. And, you know, what, you know, and a lot of that is what, you know, I was trying to with Cole's life take to a different approach, man. It was the the story's already there, all that stuff's already built. We just need, you know, to be if we are a focus Coda's life, we're dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where that's what I kind of wanted, you know, more focus on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Past the past, you know what I mean? Sure. We gotta move on and and we're doing really good at it, you know what I mean? And I don't think anybody can just grab that microphone and sing for Cole's life. You know what I mean? <sighs> I don't get, you know, Ron and Jeff, both, obviously, to me, are the singers of Cole's life. It was an honor for me to carry that flag for them and, and carry that torch. Sure. I was being my favorite band of all time and knowing what that those songs mean. And uh, I just, you know, it was like a, it's like a, it's a crazy full circle moment for you. It's a full circle, crazy full circle moment for me, man. And uh, you know, it's it's horrible. I, I hate it. I hate that we're not doing what we should be doing. And you know, because yeah. people, you know, a lot of people. I needed that shit when I was young. When I was young kid, I needed Coldest Life. You know, what I mean, yeah. I needed to hear them, go see them play, and you know, it's almost Get like therapy. Show. It's like therapy for people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without a doubt. That's why it's yeah. like you hear so many people say, oh, like, you know, woke up to a band and like, like your music got me through so much. Like, it's therapy yeah. for and people. I, and yeah. I've had that. I've had that happen to me. And sure. Nothing means more when you have somebody come up to you and tell you that, you know, this, you know, this song or this lyric or whatever, you know, yeah. touched me and, and or is motivating me. And that's the only reason I do it. It ain't about yes. nothing else. It ain't about no fucking money. It ain't about no fucking, right. you know, fame or none of that bullshit. And you can't right. be missing fucking hardcore. But on, man. some people think they are. Oh. <laughs> exactly. That's how it all fucks up, you know? Yeah. But just to have the respect and the integrity and the heart, you know what I mean? And the loyalty. Yeah. The, the That, to me, is what means the most. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So now, when did, when did, um, all right, so once, Everything happened with Colder's life when they when you guys all pretty much disbanded. Yeah. Did you have Born of Hate brewing already? Well, or did what, that come what, out of that was kind of you know when Cola's life kind of split up. You know, me and Matt stayed, you know, we still are really, really good friends. And we had all this material that we were gonna we were getting ready to put out the next full length for Colder's life. And right. we're like, man, we're not going to just let this music go. You know what I mean? Like, let's start a new band and at least put out this music. Right. And that's what Born of Hate was, was, you know, we're going to put out that music we had and whatever, see what happens, you know? And then, you know, we uh, had a couple of different people on guitar and um, we ended up getting Mike and then Matt and Mike are just fucking ridiculous on guitar. And they've been writing new material and we've just been having a good time and 
you know, it's not really serious. We just, you know, we do stuff here and there. I mean, obviously Mike's got walls and, you know, yeah. everybody's got their own thing going on, but we, we do things here and there. And it's, you know, it's funny you're wearing that shirt is they played here about uh, two months ago and Born of Hate was going to open up for uh, obituary. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I see, I seen our, them a few months back here in Brooklyn. They were fucking incredible in a small yeah. club. Our drummer <laughs> had a, uh, some prior engagement, so he couldn't go. So we didn't get to play, but uh, that was that would have been cool. And then with Smash, you know what I mean? When all this stuff happened, because like, you know, the, there's two singers in Smash. Brandon right. is a uh, singer of Smash. And, you know, we're just bullshitting around. He hit me up about joining Smash. And, um, you know, we just start fucking around practice. And we were like, dude, this is fucking really fucking good. You know, Brandon is, because, you know, to make two singers work is not easy. You know, nah, it's it's not, there's not a lot of bands that can pull it off right. Not many, not me, because you always get that like Batman Robin thing, you know, where yeah. one dude, you know, and uh, me and Brandon kind of just both were like aggressive on it, and it was great, man. And Brandon is one of the best. He almost has that like metal hardcore voice. Um, mm -hmm. This this dude can fucking scream. You know what I mean? And I remember yeah, seeing him at, I remember hearing the records and stuff and then seeing him do it. I thought it was all like dubbed. So at practice, he was doing this shit. And I'm like, holy fuck, this guy does it for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so we started doing shit. You know what I mean? We, we put out um, an EP, Become Death, uh, with Upstate. Upstate, yeah. Mario, big shots out to Mario. I love Fucking that, man. You talk to Mario? It. You talk to Mario a lot? I, I was actually, I finished up Mario's flyer about 15 minutes before I hit you up. <coughs> That's funny, yeah. man. Mario, guy, man. Mario is coming out in, I think he's next after you. Really? I think Mario is next, yeah. Yeah, he's a man, dude. So we, yeah. we you know, put out our EP, we smash with uh, Upstate. And we did a couple videos, you know, we did... uh two videos with yeah. me, you know, in the band. And um, Smash is just, you know, just getting going now with this lineup. You know what I mean? We yeah. want to do a new EP this summer. Um, I hope this whole fucking shit blows over and everything opens back up so people can get back to fucking doing what they need to do. Yeah, we had to Fuck. cancel a lot of oh, shit. shit. Smash Your Enemies was actually coming to New York to play. And some big fest Mario was was getting ready to get going and with all this shit going on it's like you know everything got canceled gone. yeah everything Every, got put back and everything's so fun. yeah so right now everything's on hold you know smash enemies and born of hate the two bands that i'm doing are both kind of just on the side and yeah. everybody's waiting to fucking just see what happens and yeah were you in any bands before you joined up with joy mccall's life or anything like that yeah oh yeah when i was 13 14 i started doing hardcore i was in a band called all my blood I was in a band called Caged, um, you know, just real local, just, you know, not of knowing course. what we were doing and, you know, just of course. screaming That's in the microphone. That's where it you know all I mean? starts, man. That's where it all starts. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was, I've been in two or three bands before Coda's Life, and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Have you ever been in a band? Nope. What the fuck, Jimmy? Dude, that's what You play bass, right? No. I thought I heard you play bass. I don't know. You, 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 you get your information from fucking wrong sources. I don't know. I don't know. No, I never was. And it's weird because a lot of people are like, dude, like, you know, all this, this, that, and the other thing. And 
you're so connected some, with everybody. You know for I mean? some reason, it just it just never happened. I don't know why. Right. I don't know. I mean, years ago when I was a kid, like like I picked up a guitar, but I have no. You're patience. more of a music appreciator. Did I music? I make guess it? so. And, and also, like, if I was ever to be in a band. Like I'm not, I, I'm not skilled with. Like I sat behind a drum kit before. I'm like a spaz. I like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. So if I was to ever to be in a band, I would have to be the singer. Right. So, you know. You that's know. why I took that. That's why I did that because I I used to think the same thing. Like, oh, I want to play bass or whatever. And then, right. And then you know, growing up with Mike, you see this dude do it, and you're like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I can do it like this dude. You know what I mean? Or, right. or whoever. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like. And I knew, you know, going through what I went through, I had something to say, you know what I mean? I had something I know I could relate with people. And yeah. um, so that just, you know, I gravitated towards the mic, you know what I mean? And uh, I can't play an instrument either. You know what I mean? I fuck around every now and then with that bass at practice, whatever. I'll take it from whoever's in the band. But I can't really fucking use that. Yeah, you just want to yell at me. <laughs> Yeah, that's how most singers act, you know what I mean? Always, that's always singers. Oh, I'm going to play bass, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what I would want to do is fucking yell at people. Right, man. You know what I mean? For a good reason. I don't know whether it was like when I was younger or when I was living with my parents, I was just kind of disconnected for a little bit. And then I got, I was all fucked up. And then I joined the military. So I was out for like three years. And once I got out, I was just hanging out with a bunch of different friends for some weird reason. And just life just brought me in different ways where for some reason the a band was just never in the cards for whatever reason. Right. Idea. Whatever. You know what I mean? Hey, it's never too late. To... Listen, man, I got fucking. You're like 33. How, how old do you think I am? I'm fucking with That's a 33. <laughs> no, I'm 44. All right. I'm 40. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm 40. Right. I'm 44. Right. Yeah. I recently got a haircut. I like that fade. I mean, look at that. Look at that fucking fade, man. Well, at that well, age. Look well, at this. Well, Why haven't hair in fucking 20 years, bro? Well, well, it's it, all the barber shops around here are all closed down, but I got right. a guy. I got, a, got guy. a guy. New York motherfuckers always got a guy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It cost me a little bit more, but I was like, listen, man, fuck this. Fuck it. Yeah. You want to look sharp? You know what I mean? Fucking, you know, I was I was gonna like because years ago, for, for a long time, from like from like 99. Until like 2005, 2006, I would just shave my head. Every Sunday, yeah. they had to b- bald. Right. I have, I didn't got no hair, so I do it. You know what I mean? I get a little bit on the side, the back. I can't be walking around like that. You know what I mean? Right. But so I, I was going to do it, it, man. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Should I shave my head again? I'm like, nah, those days are over. I'll shave <laughs> it when I know I'm so no, I... Yeah. Keep it while you've got it, bro. Yeah. At least yeah. I have the option. I have the option. Yeah, ain't nobody gave me no shit about that fade, man. You know what I mean? Nah, nobody. <laughs> man, that's great, Jimmy. Yeah, dude. So, give me your fucking top three movies ever. Of of all genres, you're, you're on a fucking island, and you can bring three movies. What are they? Oh my god! Three movies of any genre. I'm on an island. I can only pick three. Only uh, one of them, one of two of them might actually shock you. Um, all right. Oof. 
Boogie Nights. Okay. Wow. Definitely shocked. Okay. I was expecting the Godfather. Goodfellas. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Not the Godfather. No. I, it's a great movie, but... Are you not a fan of the Godfather? I am a fan, but it's not even in my top ten. Okay. All right. Now, um, Boogie Nights. Um... It would have to be a toy. Oh, fuck, you're going to make me choose. It might have to be. It might be the access system there. I know that's number one for you, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to have to go with something completely different. And it's going to be kind of stereotypical. But I'm going to have to go with. Rocky 2. Fuck. Oh, Rock. Wow. My, my favorite movie franchise of all time is Rocky. Wow. Well, I think they've done the best of like a franchise, trilogies, and or even, yeah. you know, way more in trilogies, but Rocky yeah. did it great. You know what I mean? Great. Great. Yeah. I mean, the, the Rocky one that. Four, I mean, Rocky Five. I mean, I love those dogs. Rocky Four is very dated. It's very eighties because it's the Cold War and all that stuff. Rocky Five is 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 the weak link in all of it with Tommy Morrison and all that stuff. Yeah, Tommy the Gun. But, yeah, Tommy the Machine <laughs> Gun. And then, but then even like once, you know, after that, then he came out with Creed, man, and Creed was incredible, and Creed Two was incredible. Yeah. So the storyline, so, you know, as crazy. a franchise. It's incredible. Like last night I was watching, I was just going through the channels and Rocky Balboa was on. And that's another thing. I I went to Philly. I actually ate in the restaurant that he calls Adrian's. Adrian's, yeah. It's called the Victor Cafe. It's called the Victor Cafe. It's, I, I, we, we, I had to go there. Right. And actually the painting that's in the movie, it's actually still there. It's in there. The painting of the, the abstract painting of Rocky and Apollo like the painting, it's still there. It's, it's, in, it's in there, yeah. Dude. Yeah, I wow. had to go there. I went to, we also went to, um, oh, I looked like a psycho. I had my phone in one hand with a YouTube tutorial and a cemetery map in the other. And it's me and Nikki, and I'm screaming, yo, it's over here. Across the Laurel Hill Cemetery in Philly, section nine. I found it. Yeah. I found it where in Balboa where where Rocky sits down and reads the newspaper to Adrian. Yeah. You can get over there. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where, where Rocky Rocky's sitting and, and he reads the newspaper to Adrian because she's dead. Right. So he's he's sitting in, well, in he her has tra- that little chair at. Right. I yeah. found that exact spot. Oh and I fuck. and I, I find up the tree. I mean though that that tombstone is a prop, and that's actually still in the cemetery when you first walk in the main. As gate. a prop, as a prop, there's the, the that one, and then in in Creed, Paulie is dead. Right. So Paulie's right so Paulie's, It's right next to her. They're, they're both props are still in the cemetery, but not at that spot. But they're right. they're in there. Yeah. Wow. So I found that exact spot. I lined up the tree and the whole the tumor stones right where Rocky was sitting there reading the paper to Adrian. Dude. Yeah. That's fucking dope, I, mean, dude. I love I love that shit, bro. I love trying yeah. to find shit. You know, all kinds of shit, man. Everything from you know, like I said before, it was crazy where I went to Richard Kuklinski's house. 
Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and there's a picture, there's a picture of him and his two daughters from like the late 70s, early 80s. And they're in his driveway and across the street opposite his house is like the backdrop. So I stood in his driveway and the house across the street is exactly the same. It's just a different color. It's all the same. So it's oh, like, I, yo, this it's like this dude was right here. And I took the picture and I lined it up perfect. Like he was, I was right there. It was just just some some people don't give a shit about these kinds of things, but I love that shit. I love that kind of shit, bro. That shit I love- that that shit is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, some, there's, there's, there's some tour like where you can pay. I remember the Hoods came here a couple months ago and Mike Hood was here and stayed at my house and he was telling me about this um this like where you can go visit like the Exorcist house and the Amityville yeah. house and it takes yeah. you I went there too. I went there too. Really? Not that long ago. Yeah, one twelve Ocean 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 Avenue. Where is that? Something like, on Long Island. Long Island. Okay. It, it's like yeah. maybe forty five minutes. Maybe it's like forty five minutes from me. Nice. The real where the real, where the crimes yeah. actually happened. Yeah. With the big ass windows and all that. Yes. Fuck, man. But those those windows aren't there anymore. They took those windows, but the shape of the house is the same. Dude, my boy, my boy, another shout out to Detroit hip hop, my boy Aztec the Barfly. Well, this dude is a hip hop god to us here. But and he lives fucking two blocks away from me. But this dude, we were young kids, and this is in the 90s, maybe late, late 90s. He went to the fucking Overlook Hotel, bro. Colorado was shining. Stick. Yeah, he went there for like three it, days. It looks, it looks very different though. On acid. Very- you know what I mean? Like, yeah, fuck. yeah. I would love to go there. There's a lot, there's a lot of spots where I would love to hit, like, like down in Texas, like the 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 actual house that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was. Uh, that's man. it's a restaurant, dude. That's it's a, a restaurant. That's top three. Texas yeah. is top three. I'm yeah. thinking The Exorcist, Goodfellas, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. See, I'm three. Gonna try, is I'm gonna try to squeeze in Saving Private Ryan. I love that movie. Incredible. I love, See, I love good three, film. Yeah. Three, three is too small because Goodfellas will definitely be in top five. Karen. Oh, there it is. Karen. <laughs> yeah. Dude, every time we watch it, bro, I tell my wife about it. I say, man, my boy Jimmy can do this shit. Like, you ain't never heard. Ray Liotta yeah. gets, he's underrated for that movie, man. Like, oh, Ray, Ray Liotta's Without great. Ray Liotta, Goodfellas is not Goodfellas, straight up. You know what I mean? No way. And, I mean, I know it's got, you know, De Niro and Scorsese directed, but, I mean, Ray Liotta at that time, fuck. Oh, he's incredible in that role. Where are you going? I'm going out. Not without your car keys, you're not. Exactly. (laughs) He does it, man. Yeah. I take good for the whole You're still going to go out. Not without your car keys, you're not. It's great. (laughs) Still good. I take it over Godfather and Casino. Good Me fellas. too. Yeah. Goodfellas is the greatest gangster, is, is the greatest mob movie ever. Yeah, that is, I mean, yeah. I love the Godfather trilogy. Part three of course. Of well, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're not going to sneeze at, but there's nothing touches Goodfellas. Nothing. No, you're right. You're right. Goodfellas. A Bronx Tale doesn't come close. People no. Casino's close. Casino is... It is a seven. If Goodfellas is a ten, Casino is a seven. 
Pesci is the fucking Nicky Santoro. You know what I mean? Nicky Santoro is fucking amazing in that movie, bro. Oh man. Uh, you hear a little girly? You hear a little fucking girl? When he yeah. fucking out the pen, it's crazy. You hear that? You hear yeah. that? You hear a little fucking girl? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So I many classic know. lines between that and good. Because I'm fucking that. stupid. Uh, because I'm fucking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah and just when I'm getting out of jail, yeah, just when I'm getting out of jail, maybe you'll be coming out of your coma. <laughs> you know what I'll do? I'll crack your fucking head open. <laughs> yeah. Hey, That's my business. Yeah. Because that's my business. I don't give a fuck about jail. Oh, it's so good. All, all also, those movies. Jaws. Jaws is one of my favorite movies, man. Incredible. How you feel? Yeah. See, it's film work. You know what I mean? Like, you can, I appreciate great film. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, and it's practical effects. And it's, and, and like, jokes is, yeah. like, like, you can watch any shark movie now. It's like, eh, whatever. Trash. I saw Joe. It's trash, right? Trash. And it's not even made. And it's all CGI bullshit, you know what I mean? Right. Draws is made with props, and that's what great horror is, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. that kind of effect. And, all uh, that. I grew up on all that slasher horror shit, all those, even though they're so cheesy, but, like, all those old Friday the 13th and this and that, like, Tom Savini, like, Tom Savini was one of the people that I could remember. Uh, like, when I was a little, little, little kid, I loved dinosaurs. I was like, yeah. oh, that was, like, my obsession. And then... I found like Fangoria magazine and and true crime and shit and and I re- I just recently rebought it because I wanted that I wanted to rebuy a piece of my childhood and I got it was uh like episode like episode it was like issue thirty something or twenty something of Fangoria and yeah. it was a whole thing about Friday the Thirteenth the final chapter and all of the effects and it was a whole exclusive thing with Tom Sabini. Nice. And I remember, I remember as a little kid reading that, and I was like, I want to do what Tom Savini does. Right. That, right. That, like the dude, I met him, sweetheart of a guy. I, I've never met him, really. That's awesome. Oh, dude, he did, um, it was, it was way, way back. Like, I used to, like, when I go to these conventions, I'll, I'll, um, some people will do it. I was like, oh, do you mind if, if you do like a drop? Like, oh, you're listening to the Brooklyn Blue. This is so and so. You listen to the Brooklyn Blue. Tom Savini did one for me. And yeah, he's 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 like, yeah, this is Tom Savini, and uh, you listen to the Brooklyn Blast for this podcast, and he's he's like, but why? <laughs> and it was it was, <laughs> it was awesome. He was like a wise ass, but it was meant to be cool. It was great. He was a sweetheart of a guy. I signed a pic, took a picture with him. Like that dude's like a legend. Like all of his yeah. practical oh, effects, yeah. incredible. Yeah, just like in The Exorcist with Dick Smith and. Um... And all the dudes that did that, the makeup, and a lot of people don't know this too, is uh, Father Marin was a young dude when they made that. And they yep. made him look old. And he yep. looks like that now, you know what I mean? I say and that all the time. If you he see had more my, makeup. He had more yeah, makeup than a lot, her. A lot of people never seen it, but it's that Robin Williams movie, What Dreams May Come. Great movie, yeah. Oh, Aaron yeah. is in it. He's yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yep. And he and in that he movie, like he, did then. he looks just <laughs> like he did that. And when the first time I saw that, I remember me and my sister, we watched it. We were like, does he ever age? Because we didn't right. realize in The Exorcist, it was so He's good. That he was actually, it was actually makeup. It was crazy. Yeah. Crazy, bro. Incredible. And, Incredible. and on film, that stuff looks just like with Jaws, you know what I mean? 
you can't, you know, you see and you can tell when the CGI kicks in, you just it takes a whole immersion away. It takes yep. that immersion of the film away from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, that's I I they don't make horror movies like they used to no more. The last great horror movie I've seen, this there's a couple. And if you haven't seen there's these, I, I highly recommend these. Have you seen House of the Devil by Ty West? I have not. House of the Devil is fucking amazing. It's great. Okay. New director, kind of, not new, but he's only made a few movies. Name's Ty West. Definitely watch House of the Devil. You will definitely right. thank me for this one. All right. Um, Hereditary. Incredible. I was hoping thank you were going to say that. Hereditary is great. And then Midsommar was, was also great. Also made by the same director. Yeah, Ari Aster. Yeah. Yeah. So those two are great. If, if you definitely like those two, you'll definitely like House of the Devil. House of the Devil, a little more grimy. Okay. But, uh, um, those three movies right there. Yeah. The last I mean, 20, you know, 10 years. The only movies, yeah. like, I didn't like the Rob Zombie bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. It's like, shit, like Halloween. I, 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 I did like his Halloween remakes, though. I really did. The problem did. with that, you know, I thought he was great for, you know, um, House of a Thousand Court. Anything that's real, like, in your face and blood and slaughter yeah. and whatever. The problem with Halloween for me is it's dealing with very heavy psychological issues. And that, and that, why would Michael Myers, to me, it's like you made all your characters the same. There's a stupid ass humor of, hey, you know, fuck your stepbrother, whatever. We're right. like, but this has to be deep. Like my life in my childhood destroys that. If he's right. Michael Myers because his mom is a stripper and his dad is a fucking bum, yeah. what the fuck am I? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my mom one time left me in a crack house for, for seven days. She forgot me in a crack house. Little boy. If that, like, Dude. Rob Zombie needs to know his lane. First off, you're only making movies because you're Rob Zombie. Right. Dick to what you know, bro. You know what I mean? You're good at white zombies, amazing. You should do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the movie was Halloween. I don't think the character of Myers was looked at hard enough. It was just, oh, yeah, his dad's a drunk, so this is why he's this crazy killer. Like, right. that's too easy. That's way they, too they, easy. They, they, made him a, they made him to be, like, a human. In a way. But yeah. that, that, that childhood of his is not heavy enough for, for me. For him to be who he's supposed to be, Michael Myers, right. Right. that ain't shit, bro. Right. You know what I'm I mean? Sure. Yeah, you know, man. that ain't that ain't shit. His mom loved him. You know what I mean? Yeah, she did what you had to do. She's a stripper, whatever, bro. Like, right. if that's Rob Zombie's version of like this is a bad childhood, no, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that ain't shit. You need to rethink that. So that was my right. problem with Halloween. You know what I mean, Halloween needs to be more dynamic in uh, character the character development of why, and yeah. then uh, and then the relationship between him and uh you know Loomis. Like, you know, there's that thing between them two in the, in the old Halloween movies that you need. You know what I mean? So you can't have Myers yeah. without Loomis. And how he played off Loomis in the new Halloweens, I didn't really like it. You know what I mean? Like some crazy, you know, egotistic fucking doctor. And I don't know. I think that's just, you, you got this money so you can make movies. You know, I think he would have been good for like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anything that didn't really need yeah. too much thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of these movies are psychological. See, right. I don't put Friday the 13th and Halloween in the same category. No, Halloween, absolutely. Yeah, Halloween, the first one and two, classic. You know what I mean? Absolutely. John Carpenter, classic. Um, 
But yeah, so I, I mean, I like House of Thousand Corpses is cool. Devil Rejects is cool. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? I wasn't a big, I'm not a big Rob Zombie guy. You know what I mean? Right. Not for, not for horror movies. Right. Know? Yeah, for I music, got it. Yeah, I love it. I love White Zombie. I love yeah. it. You know, I, I remember I was young. I seen Pantera and White Zombie. Me oh, too. Fucking crazy. I saw the 92, 92 at Roseland yep. in yep. the city. Yeah. I don't remember who opened, but it was White Zombie on that last Texas Sisto tour, and it was Vulgar Display of Power. Dude. And it was fucking ridiculous. Dude, I seen fucking... Yeah, that was... I, I seen that when it came through here. I seen... It was a Friday night. This had to be mid '90s, like '97, when they're doing a great selling trinket. It was Biohazard and Pantera, bro. And the next night was Cold as Life and like Blood for Blood or something. And uh, I remember being like, you know, wow, my weekend, dude. Like I'm getting to oh, see yeah. four of the best, you know. Yeah. Minute, you know. In, I mean, that's you know, back in the day too. Like especially here, like I. You know, there was so many venues and the early 90s, well, from my era, like the early 90s into like, the, like there was every single weekend, it would be, we would pick up the Village Voice, which was the local newspaper in the city. And there was all the ads in the back and all of the venues would have all the listings of bands. Yeah. You yeah. would call the venue and you'd get a recording. So we would plan it out like, all right, well, shit. Life of Agony's playing Lemoore's, uh, but that's out the Life of Agony. Fuck, man. All right, in 1993, Dude. you know, like, all right, they're playing Lemoore's, but Biohazard's playing the city, but then Typo Negative is playing Staten Island. It's like, oh my god, all on the same night. It's like, all right, where do you want to go? I could, I could, I, and then and then you go into <laughs> right, well. Bio has its headlining. Life of Agony's going on before Leeway here, so maybe we can go hit up. Make go yeah. Try to run around the city and try to do that shit. And then the next day, it's like whatever band. And then you have Sunday at CBGB's a matinee. And then we used to go to the Limelight, which is Sunday night rock and roll church. Sunday night into Monday morning. Oh, yeah, dude, I love Life of Agony, bro. Oh my god, all that that early shit, bro. Whatever runs red, incredible, incredible. I I mean, I've seen that. That was one of the first. That was one of the first hardcore bands that I've ever seen. I've seen them. When their only their first demo was out, it was the Stain Remains demo wasn't even out yet. Yeah, um, their first demo was only it was like a full length. There was like eight or nine songs on it. Yeah, and fucking, I saw them. It was like 1990 in this place called the Crazy Country Club, and there was like eight people there. <laughs> and and I, that was fucking gee, 1990, dude. We're talking right. 30 years ago. We're talking 30 years. Right. Yeah, they were fucking Life of Agony is one of my all-time favorite bands for sure. Dude, I mean, the new they, record is I like it, but I'm so stuck on River Runs Red and that genre of it, or that era of it that I just I always I mean, go back to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, it's it's also like nostalgia for me too. I mean, that was the sound, like within the, that the, that few years, like the soundtrack was like Life of Agony. Demos and River Runs Red, Born to Expire, Desperate Measures, the first two Biohazard records. Like, there was so, obviously, like, One Voice had just come out. So, you know, Just Look Around had just come out, Scratch the Surface. Like, oh all God. that shit was all the same time frame. Such an incredible, and all of those records are classics. Oh, all classics. All, all those albums you just set you know, it all came out. Like, fuck, man. 
Oh, that shit was all within the same three years. It was fucking bananas everywhere. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to comprehend all that. You know what I mean? That you had all that at your disposal. You know what and I mean? So many venues, everything from the hole the wall CBs to the marquee to Roseland and the Ritz. And then, and then I saw it was, it was, it was the Palladium, which was not really ever had any like heavy shows really. But there was two that I remember. One resulted in a riot, and one, and then one was Biohazard House of Pain. Oh my god, dude! It's like what, what the fuck, man? Biohazard House of Pain in like '93. Yeah. Fucking dude. God. Yeah, you know it's funny. I watched. I'm sure you know about this Judgment Night. Of course. Yeah, I watched Judgment Night a couple of nights ago. My wife's never seen it, and. The, the soundtrack, soundtrack with all it's much movies. better than the movie, but oh yeah, the soundtrack does what does it? But the you know, House of Pain and Cypress Hill and I because I I love all that stuff too. I'm big on hip hop. Me too. Me so too. I love real good hip hop. You know, um, and that was that whole era. That I mean, that was that whole era too. You had House of Pain. You had Cypress Hill. Yes. Onyx, you had Wu Tang Clan, which just yeah. came out. Bob Deep just came out. Bob Deep, yeah. Dude, it's like 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 last two Saturdays ago was the 25th anniversary of the first Mob Deep record. Shit, man. Jesus. That was crazy. When I had I had havoc on this thing, which is crazy. no shit. Way back, I met him. Per, I met him face to face. It was fucking weird. That's fucking wild. You had you had havoc and and Billy from Bio, you had people, man. Yeah. I'm just always looked up to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. You know what I mean, oh, like this. The, doing this gives me the opportunity to talk to a lot of people that I would never sit and have a conversation. Like, dude, like episode fifty, I was at the studio with Sick of It All doing their last record, and I'm just they. We were supposed to play with them couple years ago when they came here um, the but, best dudes ever like, like those guys are like fucking great craig shout out to craig, craig blue <laughs> and pete we we didn't get to play because we played we played the weekend before with dri which was great nice. but um we hung out we went to the show you know we we're hanging out backstage with sick of it all and it was just man them dudes just fuck they're so good you know what i mean and so and good I'm, and they're so tight as a band you know like musically and uh whether there's it fifty a funny whether, story, yeah, a funny yeah, story. Whether there's fifty uh, people, God, sorry. With, with with Armin is uh, they were getting all their shit ready, all their all their equipment, and I'm back there with you know the, the dudes in Coda's life and everything, and I was like getting his drums, helping him get his drums, and he only I didn't know he only used one kick, you know. Most drum I'm used to most drummers having a double pedal or whatever. Armin's a Armin Armin looked at me like I was fucking, you know, retarded. You know, he's like, I don't use that shit. You know what I mean? And uh, to know that it's just all that music is just one kick pedal is fucking insane. And, he's and the power he plays, oh, dude, his throat, fuck. But the, yeah. the four of them are just so tight uh, together. And, oh, yeah. And they, I've, never, I've ne they've never disappointed. Dude, if there's fucking no drama, that's a band that you've that never heard of, like, you know, nope. they're caught up in this shit. They're caught up in this shit. You know, a lot of times bands don't realize that. You know why? Because they're adults and they're professionals. Exactly. Hey, exactly. You, that's I, it. Right there, Jimmy. That's it. <laughs> that's professionals. Oh, that's what it comes down to. A well-oiled machine. Yeah. 
And, and whether there's 50 people in the crowd or 3,000, and they put out the same energy regardless. Yeah. Right. Always. Yeah. They're yeah. one of the bands that I've seen, you know, God, 100 times probably. And every time I oh, see them, it's, it's like, it's still like 1994. You know what I mean? Like where they're just fucking full of energy. It's yep. the same thing with Madball. You know, every time I see Madball, huh? same way, I'm just like, fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah, AF too. Fucking look at AF. Vraja is all yeah. over. Uh, Raja's our, an dude. Our first show with Born of Hate was here in Detroit, and we got to open for a nasty front. And uh, yeah, that was fucking awesome. Just, you know. Nobody's stigma. better than Vinny yeah, basically, well, I mean, come on, you know what I mean? Legend, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, then, then you don't get to say anything. You just yeah. Vinny, 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 enough uh, said. Yeah, that's an, that's an icon, you know what I mean? Of course. And, and, and what makes it great for me is that they're great dudes, you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you meet these dudes and, you know, they listen, not who you thought they would be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And stigma's that who the dude you thought he'd be, you know what I mean? Even and, more. Even more, Roger, uh, Freddie, yeah, uh, all these dudes that I've met, you know, just uh, one hundred percent. They always. I recently, I, I recently, I recently did one. It was the second time they were on. I had it was it was Stigma and Mike Gallo. Okay. So, so I was going back and forth with Gallo because Vinny Stigma does not have any social media. He doesn't run nothing. Right. So he was like, "All right, so meet me at Stigma's house." I'm like, "All right, right." Like, so it's like me and. Gallo and I'm sitting in Vinny's little apartment in Little Italy and he's drinking wine and I just awesome. press record and just just shoot the <laughs> shit. Like, just like like everything's normal, like just fucking cool as shit. Like yeah. fucking Zebra. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, them dudes are all classic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Look at I shit, do. man. Hopefully all this shit fucking blows over and Smash can come out and fucking play and maybe that's our like that. that's that's what smash's plans are you know we've been talking to mario a lot about that about coming out and um you know because a lot of the bands on upstate are mostly new york bands you know what i mean um, yeah i don't some of the bands i don't know you know what i mean but right. um, got a couple of Philly bands like a, a band called gloves off which are hard yeah. Fuck, yeah. Like Cody gloves off is on there obviously brick by brick yo he's killing it with bands and he isn't yeah. Annie up from from detroit yeah yeah, they they're from Detroit. Yeah, I know they're on there. Yeah, um, Mario's got, killing it. With Mario's doing really well with that. Yeah, um, yeah. and he's cool as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, I've never got to meet him personally yet. So we're looking forward to Smash. Looking forward to coming out this summer, and uh, I hope you come out, man. I want to see. I'll be there. Man. That'd be fucking I'll awesome. Be there. Where, I'll where, be there. Where's the best place to play there, man? Well, I mean, in the city. Yeah. Oh, St. Vitus. Is it? Bowery Electric. Yeah. Everywhere else. I, mean, I want to get something with like, you know. Who knows what's I've even going to be left when this is all over? Who knows what's even going to be left? I hope that St. Vitus, St. Vitus, yeah. I mean, local bands, everyone up to like, like Napalm Death, like sold out St. Vitus in like a minute and a half and wow. it never happened. Never wow. happened. I wow. saw a obituary there. It's crazy. Like, like that place is small, but for some reason they get people and they get big bands in there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to talk to Jorge and maybe get something to smash a Marauder in there or something. You know what I mean? Something. something nice. One yeah. of the best metal hardcore crossovers ever, Marauder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course, dude. Yeah, Master Kill classic. 
Yeah. Oh, master killer, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, hopefully that there's venues that last, you know, after this whole fucking thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's like we could all just think and we could all, you know, have theories and shit. But who knows what the fuck the future is going to bring with all this shit. I mean, there's going to be like they were saying there's like 100,000 businesses in New York City alone that will not survive. Period. Fuck, man. That's fucked up, Jimmy. Yeah. So. So, I mean, we'll see what, whatever happens is going to happen. It's not like me or you could do about it. We're just, you know, whatever's going to happen. Did it, did it fuck up your girl's business? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I think they're going to reopen, but when are they going to be fully open? And when right. is it? When will it be back to normal? It's considered a quote-unquote luxury fitness and uh, gym. Are you so serious? they're going to be the last to fucking open. It's bullshit, bro. It That's is. fucking bullshit, dude. Man, I hope the best for you guys, man. Yo, you, you too, you and man. Nikki, you and Nikki make a great fucking couple, man. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's good when, shit, When's the little Jimmy coming? I already had a little Jimmy. No more kids. No more Jimmy. <laughs> no more Jimmy's. <laughs> Shop's closed, my man. Shop's closed. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. I respect that. Yeah, man. I have my hands full with my daughter, and that's good enough. Yeah. I got two. You know what I mean? I got my daughter, and I got my son. And I know exactly what you mean, especially right now with school. Not, You know what I mean? My little boy's eight. Yeah. It's crazy, man. You know what I mean? Of course. It's 10. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah. It's hard to keep them going. Like, they're so bored all the time. You know what I mean? And now uh, they're always on their phones or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know, Jay. Yeah. So, yeah. so, dude, this was about well, almost an hour and a half. Look how fast is, that went. Has it been an hour and a half? Hour and 24 and change. Listen, I could talk to you all fucking night, Jimmy. I, yeah, same here. <laughs> I love you, man. I love um, you, too. Yo, you, 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 I mean, obviously, this is going to, this video, the video format is going to go up raw. But when when I do the um, when I upload it as an audio, I'm gonna put on like my podcast intro. And you want me to close out this episode with like a a smash your you know a smash your enemy song or a cold as life song or whatever you want. Sure, dude. Whatever you do, both. Whatever you, you want to do. Name I, it. Um. Well, off smash. We got become death is our new EP. So the song become death would be cool. Gotcha. Um, if you have the new. EP Coda's Life did the suffer thing. That'd be cool. Yes, I have. Of course. Any Uh, particular song? Huh? Any particular song off of it? Suffer. Suffer. That's right. Okay. Um, That'd be great, man. You know what I mean? Um, Consider them done. Awesome, Jimmy. Thank you. When's this coming? This, you know what? I was gonna, I was, since, since this whole pandemic bullshit, I usually used to put them out on Sundays at midnight, but I'm not going to do that because there's a video aspect to it now. Yeah. So I'm going to tell just you. watched the one you did with Scott from Terror. That's my homie, man. Yeah, Scott's the greatest, but one of my favorite bands, dude. Oh, yeah. I well, you know what's band. crazy about Terror, and I know we got to go, but Buried Alive is my shit, man. You know what oh, I mean? Man. I love Terror to death, but Buried Alive, the death of your perfect world, bro. <sighs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Come on. This this is gonna go up. I'm gonna put it up Friday the 15th. Oh. 
I'll be yeah, like within the, like, like, like the afternoon. Like it's awesome. somewhere in the afternoon. So let me just write that down because I have it scheduled Friday the 15th. Yeah, because I have it, I have everything scheduled for Sundays at midnight, but I can't do that with, with the new format and the new version. So yeah. I I'm think it's awesome that up. you're doing this, man. It's keeping everybody, you know, getting to listen yeah, to man. You know, it also it also keeps me busy. You know, I do yeah. my fly, I get to bullshit with you, and you know, it keeps right. me busy. I'm working every other day, so I'm off today. I have work tomorrow, but okay. you know, it, it keeps me busy too. You know, awesome. Nikki does think her, her classes. I think I, I think in about 45 minutes, I think she's gonna do a class in the living room. So she'll take this computer and she'll put it inside and awesome. I'll do my thing while she does hers and I'm in here doing my thing. So it, I mean it's a give and take and we give each other space when we want to do each other's things and it's all good, man. That's perfect, man. And give yeah, her my love and I will I love you, bro. And uh I love you too, I'll be man. looking stay safe. Shit. you stay safe as well, brother. And yeah. I'll hear from you soon, man. Without a doubt, brother. All right, Jimmy. I'll talk to you later, brother. I'll talk to you soon.
Vodka before 